Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions live. If you're listening to the Grace FM radio network, whether you're on you know, one of the radio stations here in Colorado, Nebraska, uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, in that area, or you're listening online at gracefm.com, or you're listening on our app anywhere around the world, listening live, uh, give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. And if you want to text me, uh, we have a dedicated texting line, and that is 720-336-0897. If you are listening on another station like Hope FM or Truth FM, then you are hearing this program one week delayed. And what that means is, is that if you call during the program, you will be live with the host and live on Grace FM, but you won't hear it on your local station for another week, which is kind of cool, actually, because you get the answer on the air, and then you can prep everything and then turn tune in. Uh, tune in the following week to hear yourself on the radio, which, you know, not everybody likes to hear their own voice. Uh, I, I being one of them, but I get it. Uh, you can uh, invite someone to listen. You, you know, it's just really cool. So uh, give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, Wednesday nights are Bible study nights for us here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. So I definitely want to invite you uh, to our Wednesday night Bible study, we are um, going through, we just started a brand new book of the Bible, and we're going to finish chapter one tonight. We're studying the fascinating prophetic book of Daniel, and what an exciting book that is, Daniel. Uh, you know, the beginning of the book uh, looks at the, uh, the man, but then over the course of the book, you then begin to see the pro the prophetic power, and many people have said that Daniel is the key to prophecy. And of course, they're referring primarily to Daniel chapter 9, but also the rise and fall of kingdoms and the amazing, predictable clarity that God wrote through Daniel. You're going to want to be here. So on Wednesdays, we meet at 7 o'clock. And uh, we gather together in the sanctuary, our cafe and everything downstairs, still very much under construction, although they did, we did come in today, and, and we, um, you know, got a lot to share, so go ahead and give me a call while I'm talking, 303-690-3000. Uh, we got wide open lines, uh, but in, for us as a church family, uh, we're doing a big remodel downstairs of our cafe and our bookstore and our welcome area. We, we're trying to make more fellowship room. Uh, we thought by this time uh, we would be vacating this building or at least building a new one. 
Uh, but that wasn't God's will for us. And so we're making the best of what we have. So we just pulled the trigger on a lot of remodel, at least the starting of some remodel stuff. And the first one is downstairs. We have a big area of cafe area, seating area, some fireplaces. We had a big bookstore. And uh, we're in the remodel. It's been going a little bit longer than we wanted, uh, but that's the way it is. There's no reason to stress out about it. It's We get to study the Bible. We get to worship together. We get to grow together. We know the end result is going to be great. Uh, but uh, they pulled some of the plastic back this morning, and it's it I, it's looking good. It, it looks really big without the furniture in it, um, and it's going to be much bigger and much more roomier and uh, uh, the we're going to open a third wave type coffee house. The, our friends at Sonder Coffee are helping us uh, remodel the coffee shop space. And if you're in Aurora, Colorado, you should go visit Sonder. It's S-O-N-D-E-R uh, up in the north area of, of Aurora, you know, northwest. Uh, you'll be blessed. Um, so give me a call. There's a lot going on in our church. I could talk the whole show about our church family. I'm sure you could talk the whole show about your church family, but this is the show where we come together and um, we take your phone calls and then we take you on the air and answer your phone calls with an open Bible and just see what the Lord wants to do and what's what, what he wants to teach us, how he wants to move among us. It's amazing using technology, how we are able then to meet over the airwaves and at the same time draw many people into a conversation it's i often i like to re i like to think of it like we're sitting you know in our cafe or at a fireplace or in a coffee shop and we're talking about what's on your mind and on your heart but really we're not just talking but there's a lot of people listening we're we're do, we're talking with the permission to have a lot of people listen in and we're not your traditional Bible answer show. Um, that we, we never intended this show to be a Bible answer man type show where we do answer Bible questions from time to time. And, and we do bring, but more often we actually bring clarity to Bible verses. We bring application to Bible verses. We, we talk about how the Bible interacts in life, how you're able to use it in your life. How do you find things? Um, I think coming up here very soon, I want to, one of our books of the month is going to be the Quick Scripture Reference Guide. I think it's something every believer should have in their library. You can jot it down, order it on Amazon, Quick Scripture Reference Guide. And it is a, a wonderful tool uh, to find things when you're counseling people. Uh, when you're opening the Bible, that's one of the biggest complaints that people have with the Bible is they don't know where to find things. Uh, and so let me give you another suggestion if you are in that category where you just, I'd love to use the Bible, I just don't know how to find different topics. Um, so number one, pick up the Quick Scripture Reference Guide, Quick Scripture Reference Guide for Counseling. Uh, I think that's the title of it. Number two, let me give you even a better one, it's called Knave's Topical Bible. And it might be Bible reference, but Knave's Topical Bible, uh, and in that is in a N is in Nancy, uh, A V E S. Naves Topical Bible, 
And that is a very exhaustive list of all the topics that are covered in the Bible and where to find relevant scriptures, an absolute essential for your spiritual library. Those are tools I use every day. Uh, And many times if I'm stumped for a verse uh, on a particular call, I'll refer to the quick scripture reference. Um, I have that on my, I have that on my, uh, on my computer and it's a very good tool. Uh, So just by reference, quick scripture reference and Nave's Topical Bible. All right, the phone lines are filling up. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Robert in Berthoud, Colorado. Robert, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. Uh, Hey, Robert, what's up? Well, wanted to tell you... I called a couple of years ago about having a near-death experience at work, and yes. you told me to call back and tell you how it's going. Okay, uh, tell me. Satan has been attacking me because I've been using that testimony, and okay. <laughs> I'm letting God fight it. Okay, and cool. it, that's pretty good. But my question today is, can a Christian, can a true Christian with all good faith, join the military because we ha- they have to take an oath? The answer is yes. Okay. Yes. What would be your follow-up with that? Because my, my understanding is we are not supposed to take any oath... And just let our yes be yes and no be no. True. And That's correct. There's a teaching in Jesus teaches us that we're not to swear uh, on the name of God in order to prove a point to someone. And the idea, the idea of that instruction, I believe what Jesus is teaching us is that our integrity and our character in how we relate to one another, and that's like on an interpersonal level, like for you, if I'm talking to you, and I'm saying, Robert, um, the sky is blue. And you say, Robert, I mean, Ed, it's not blue. I think it's green. And I say something like, well, I swear to God that it's blue. The Bible forbids that kind of language. And the Vi- Bible forbids that kind of commitment in order to try to persuade you. Um, what the Bible doesn't prevent is us making agreements and signing a commitment. For example, I'm certain that you have in your back pocket a driver's license. Yeah. Did you sign for that driver's license? Yeah. No doubt I don't remember the language, because I did too, so we both have one, but I don't remember the language, but you most likely swore to what's known as an affidavit that what you put on the paper was true. You, you, you signed an agreement with the state of Colorado that what you wrote down or what you typed in online is true. Uh, you're making the same kind of commitment to the military that what you are agreeing to abide by your end of the contract. That is not forbidden in the scriptures. Okay, okay that that make that makes more understanding. Okay, thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. That's a great question, and continue to fight the good fight. Always. 
God is good. Keith. All right. God bless you, man. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Let's go on to Samuel in Denver. Samuel, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Ed. How you doing? Doing well. What can I do for you? I have a question. Uh, in Isaiah 58, I believe it's about verse 12 in the... Uh, uh, I looked in a couple of translations. It has where it's speaking about basically if you're doing these things God asks you to do as you're fasting, it has that you're going to be uh, a repairer of broken walls or varies a little bit from translation to translation. But uh, the phrase was capitalized. And this was, I've read the passage several times before, but I never noticed that. So I was just kind of curious if you had any insight to why those uh, items were capitalized on that. Well, it's good to know that in the Hebrew, there's no capitalizations, so any capitalizations in the English were added by the translators to help bring clarity. But I'm looking at, um, maybe that's, I have the wrong, let me, I have Psalms yeah. open. I said, I can't find it, but that's because I have, well, even in, no? Okay, hold yeah. on, let me get this right. Isaiah 58. 58. Yeah, it's one of the verse, the okay. passage about fasting. It's interesting, um, as I'm reading it, it says, Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach. And R is, the repairer is capitalized, but so is breach, uh, which would just tell me in English that that's a title. That's all that's referring to, to me. Uh, and also the second line, the restore of the streets to dwell in, um, that... That tells me, again, that's going to be a title. Um, and why it's capitalized, I mean, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to talk it out loud and say that's a, uh, you, t- you shall be called the repairer of a breach, probably re- referring to the nation, not just to individuals, and that you'll have a special role, a special title. Um, and that's where I'm going to start. So let me see what else I can find here. Um, that's a good question. I'm glad that you asked it. Let me yeah, see I've, I've read that passage several times before, and I just I'd never noticed that. And I was reading that recently. I realized it's like, oh, that's capitalized. And I checked a couple of translations, and it's like, you know, most of them are capitalized on that. So it was fa- I found well, it fascinating. The, most of the time, it's very um, it's it's very helpful to have the capitalizations point out. Um, it says. Uh, so here's a here's a one of, a commentary of mine. It says true worshipers will also rebuild what their sin had previously torn down. This refers not only to the return and the rebuilding of Jerusalem and Judah following mm-hmm. exile, but also the promised land during the millennial period. Uh, it refers to the restoration of other types of ruins caused by sin, and and then he talks about the remainder of the. Um, explanation of true worship begins in verse six. So you know we, we've got a, a a reference to I think a title. That's to me that the capitalization since they did it all is uh, to a title, uh, and that the title will be what the nation will be known as not only from the return of exile but also during the millennial period. Um, let me look at one more. Yeah, nothing really. Nothing really. Another commentary I have doesn't really point anything out, but that's going to be um, your sons will rebuild the long deserted ruins of your cities and you'll be known as in the title. That's the title of how they'll be known. 
That's why it's capitalized. That's going to be my best answer. Okay. No, and I, I understand. Sometimes it's, you know, a lot of times you have questions like that, and, you know, a lot of times it's fascinating because you'll read through and then the, the Bible will answer the question you have later on, but it's not when you have the question. And so, you know, it's interesting, but there's other times you just don't have the answer to the question. But it's, I always find it interesting to have the question and, you know, search them out because it, you know, makes yes. you dig more through the Word. So that was, that, that makes sense, being a title. Well, that's, a, that's a great question. Thank you for the, thank you for calling. Okay, thanks, Ed. Appreciate it. All right, bye bye. Okay, bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. That that is one of the, uh, it's one of the things I like about the show, is your guys' observations and your regular reading and your devotional life raises questions that I've never seen before, or that causes us to talk it out. And talk it through, and and I, I one of my favorite uh, Bible answer books that I've used for many years. It's not in print anymore, but you can get electronic versions, and you can also get uh, uh, paper versions. You know, like used is called "When Critics Ask" by Norman Geisler, G I or excuse me, G E I S L E R, and I, I've read that since very close to being a new believer. It's a very thick volume. And he handles a lot of the common, uh, dif- difficult passages in the Bible. And I used to just read it devotionally, you know, three, four, five, six questions a day. But what I appreciate the most about this book is how he gives alternative answers. So he doesn't always just give the answer. He gives a couple possibilities and gives then he gives the one he thinks is the most reliable and why and the advantage that i that i think we gain by having a resource like that is that it teaches us how to think not just answer questions but how to think through our questions how to think through our answers and how to use the bible uh, to substantiate and to to really undergird um, how we're answering, and that's what people are wanting. You know, the Bible says to, the Bible says, to, Peter said, be ready to give a reason, an answer for the hope that lies within you. You know, be be an apologist, and we always appreciate apologist, apologistic ministries like our friend Charlie Campbell, and I have a, another friend coming out actually Father's Day weekend. Don Stewart will be with us Father's Day weekend, and he's a, a well-known Greek and Hebrew scholar. Uh, professor, radio host, author, pastor, Bible teacher, and apologist. The guy's a genius. And he's going to be sharing a Bible study called 25 Things... Oh, man, I forgot the exact title of it. 25 Things... um, Oh, here it is. 25 Signs We Are Near the End. And he's going to be bringing a strong prophetic message... Father's Day weekend, so be be ready for that. But uh, we need to be able to give a strong answer and know that people are wanting that. People want it. And I can't wait till we open our bookstore because we're going back to our basics. We used to have this big bookstore, which was great for when it was, but it had all fiction and had all kinds of things in it. 
but our new bookstore is going to be much smaller and the selection is going to be back to what our original vision was. And our original vision was to equip the saints through the bookstore. Uh, it wasn't for jewelry and it wasn't for gifts, although that was good while it lasted. Um, we just wanted to put strong resources, good Bibles, good study Bibles, good study tools, good apologetics, and, and our picks of the month. And it won't be an exhaustive uh, bookstore anymore, but it will be powerful. And every title that you pick up will benefit you, grow you, strengthen you, and help you in the study of God's Word. Uh, so pick up When Critics Ask. I think you'll be blessed by it. All right, let's go to Katie and Greeley. Katie, welcome yes, to the program. Thank you. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, Pastor, I just I was reading today where uh, an article where the Pope has ultimately decided to change the verbiage and a phrase in the Lord's Prayer. And the, the phrase that was changed was, he changed it from, um, lead us not into temptation, to don't um, let us fall into temptation. And I, I just wonder what what your take is on that change? Well, a couple things. You know, I, I don't agree with the Roman Catholic system of, of ministry. So, you know, the Pope is just another man that's messing with the Bible when, the, when God said, don't mess with the Bible. Right. Um, and so I don't submit to him. I don't agree with him. I, I don't think what he's doing is wise. Um, the, the article that I read um, a couple of days ago, implied that he wanted it changed because he didn't understand it. Um, and for someone that's viewed to be as infallible, speaking on behalf of God, um, that that statement alone was was uncomfortable because it kind of, not just kind of, it contradicts the whole Roman Catholic religious system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should allow the Bible to say what it says, and allow the allow the scripture, allow the prayer to be the prayer. This is how Jesus um, asked us and trained his disciples how to pray. And the idea of leading us into temptation, um, God would, in, a, in leading us, God would allow, you know, he would allow, um, yes. we would be praying that God, it's a, it's a prayer of protection, um, that God would protect us from evil. Um, that it, it's certainly not, we're not certainly asking not God we're, we're not asking God in that prayer. Jesus is not teaching us to ask God that, please, God, please don't lead us down the road so that we're tempted. Because the Bible says that God does not tempt anyone. Right. Uh, and, and so the, the prayer is one—you remember, prayer is a, is a, is a language, is a, a mode of relationship with God. And I want, I want to be as close to the— teaching of Jesus as possible, and I don't want to, I don't want to be in a place where I change it for whatever reason. Um, you know, I want to be able to, uh, I want to be able to allow the Bible to say what it says, and, you know, the verse 13 of Matthew 6 says, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. So, yes. you know, I don't agree with the system to begin with. So the changes that he makes are preposterous. I I don't I I don't understand why people follow the Pope, um, rather other than just traditional um, or cultural pressures. 
But if we compare with the system, with what the Bible teaches, it just doesn't measure up. Right. Well, and that's my thought on it. Um, I did read down into the comments because, you know, I was concerned with how that would be taken. Um, And sure enough, you know, down in the comments, people are saying, well, uh, that just goes to show you that the translation of the Bible is not true and correct. Um, and here we are, you know, and, and this is a change that's been made in today, you know, in our lives today. It wasn't something that was changed or um, translated hundreds of years ago, right? And the article that I read said that the original translation um, from the Hebrew, or from um, what was the original translation? This would be the Greek was... for the English. It, for the English, it would be the Greek. Uh, okay, okay, I, but they said the original the translation was incorrect, and it's just this has just opened a whole can of worms now for for people to um, feel that they have a legitimate cause now to question the the Bible. And you know, I I like your um, explanation, and that helps me because. It's going to come up, you know, and you want to be able to defend your faith, certainly. And well, um, you know, that and was I'm, very I'm, good I look answer. Up the, I look up the original language, it, the Greek "isphero." It comes from two Greek words, "ice," which means in or to, and "phero," which means to bring or to bear. Um, it's translated in different places, like we brought nothing into this world. Um, it's spoken of persons followed like a state of condition, being led somewhere. Uh, being brought to the ears to announce, and the the reality of a request is it's a it's a request to keep us from temptation. It's a request to Jesus is saying, in your de- in your abiding relationship with the Father, don't forget to pray about your own temptation. Yeah. Really, don't don't forget yeah. to pray that that you're you need you don't re- don't forget to to pray that you need God's protection. Um, yes. Don't forget to pray that you need that you want to stay away from temptation, and it is an awkward translation in the English. I can I can agree with that because James would say very clearly that God does not lead anyone into tempta- temptation. Mm-hmm. However, He does test someone, and we're actually mm-hmm. going to be uh, looking at that. I think in our next. I wonder if that's tonight. Like it's that that has just like been a topic on my mind recently. Um, I wonder if that's tonight's study. Um, let me just check real quick. It's like on my mind, uh, and the rewards of obedience is what I call it. And uh, yeah, look, look. here's the opening line for my message tonight. There is a difference between a test from God and a temptation toward evil, and many confuse the two. So I'm going to be teaching, an ex- I didn't even think this, I didn't even do this with this topic. Um, that's the beauty of teaching through the Bible, but that's going to be my introduction tonight uh, to explain the difference. Wow. Well, good. I'll listen. That'll be awesome. Oh, right on. That's a God thing, well, thanks right? thanks for calling. What's that? <laughs> That's a God thing. I call it a God it thing. It really is it's... a God thing. Yes. <laughs> I agree. All right. Pastor. Yes. Well, thank All you right. very much. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go on to Pam. Pam is in Denver. Pam, welcome <sighs> to the program. Hi. It's me again from last week. Hey, um, Pam. I'm sorry. That's okay. What are you sorry for? Calling again. I feel bad to take up the airtime. Okay. What what would you like to talk about today? I just need prayer really bad. Benita said I should call again. 
just okay, from well, being pray. sick and being able to handle it. And it just ups my anxiety so bad, and the symptoms are unbearable. Okay, God, I pray for our sister Pam as you take her along the path. She sounds so much stronger today, and I pray you would affirm that strength in her. God, you would give wisdom to the people in her life to find the source of this sickness. And even in the uh, realm of modern medicine or supernatural healing, that you would strengthen her body and give her the resolve that she needs to steady on and move forward and remain strong, building up her faith and building up, Lord, her dependence upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Okay, Pam, you hear the music. God bless you, sister. All right, we're coming up on the first and only break of the show. Uh, This is Ed Taylor. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. Thanks. Be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's program. So appreciate you joining us here on Grace FM, Truth FM, Hope FM. Always want to remind you uh, that it's important that you support your local Christian radio If you're listening to this on Grace FM, would you go to our website, gracefm.com, gracefm.com, and give us a donation for the work of the ministry here. You can do it. You can even set it up in our new system. Uh, It's so much easier, so much cleaner now. You can set up a regular ongoing donation uh, right there. You can do it um, in a variety of different ways, but I do think... Uh, that the Lord would have you to support local Christian radio. Uh, These stations uh, that you're hearing Calvary Live on are church-owned stations. And what that means is we are uh, nonprofit churches that have a burden to provide Christian radio uh, to our communities. And and then that means that we have to learn uh, and, you know, we have to, to grow, we have to uh, be involved in all the technology and everything, and there are ongoing uh, costs involved. And so we would uh, be greatly appreciative if you went to gracefm.com and put the donate button or the give button, whatever it says, and set something up. Of course, if you're listening to this on a different station, support your local station. So if you're listening on Hope FM, then support Hope FM. If you're listening on Truth FM, support Truth FM so that Christian Radio can continue in this community uh, and that you will continue to be blessed and encouraged. You guys over in Philadelphia, Baltimore, um, New Jersey, uh, can't, I can't wait in a couple weeks. I'll be out in New Jersey. Uh, I'll be at Bridge Fest, and I'll be sharing uh, during the concert a little bit of a testimony of God's faithfulness in the storm of life. And... I'm blessed to to meet people that listen to us on the radio out there, and then I'll be teaching uh, that Sunday morning at Calvary Chapel in Old Bridge, New Jersey. Um, And I'm just so encouraged. I was talking to Pastor Lloyd Pulley just this afternoon, and uh, just so excited. So much work for them. So be be in prayer. It's a lot of work. And even as we, I was talking with my assistant today, and 
and our staff meeting. You know, we have these big events. We just had Christopher Yuan uh, at our church, and and we it's it's a lot of work, and we've just got so many faithful people um, that serve in our church, and I'm so I, I'm so grateful for them. I'm so grateful to serve alongside of them because when when we are able to provide something to our community whether it's to the community of believers or it's an outreach to the community of unbelievers, um, it, God blesses that. His anointing is upon those things. But on the back end, there's a lot of work, um, a lot of back end details to get things done, a lot of wires to plug in and just stuff, you know, just stuff. And we're just grateful that we had another great opportunity to host a new friend. Um, and if you weren't with us this last weekend, Go to our go to our app. Um, our app is available free on every platform. Just put in Calvary Church Ed Taylor, Calvary Church Aurora should get it there, and listen to last weekend's message, including his study on Sunday night on the topic of sexuality, holy sexuality, homosexuality, heterosexuality. What does the Bible have to say about his? creation of sexuality so good so so good and i got to you know we got to spend some time with him he came and shared his testimony and our weekend services and with his mom and dad and then we got to have lunch with them afterwards and just man i'm so grateful for christopher leon and angela and their contribution to the body of christ um it's really it's a compelling testimony the brother got into some serious problems before he got saved. Um, and God delivered him out of them all. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. We've got Samuel in Denver on the line. Samuel, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. Uh, yes, I have a question. Uh, I'm, we are just having a, a disagreement with my wife, which church to attend to. And um, I just uh, need your maybe advice on that. I like one church that, uh, as a family, we wanted to go and see like a different church. So we're not agreeing well, on that. It's definitely a challenge. So you know, I'm sorry that you guys are in a challenging season in your marriage, but it's not a challenge that can't be overcome. And it is a definitely something you guys want to be in agreement on. And have you been in a church for a long time and you want to leave it? Or is it the other way around? You're like, have you guys uh, been in a church for a while? Yes. I, uh, she served at that church and uh, I've been going to that church with her but I'm not a member of that church. And uh, uh, recently I found uh, one church that uh, I liked and uh, what I've been uh, searching for. Uh, and she's not ready to leave. She's not ready, yes. Right. And so let, let's, let's talk through some things before we get to some advice or some, some help. Is the current church you guys are a part of, is it teaching false doctrine? Uh, no. Are you growing there by the teaching of God's Word? 
uh, it's really had to <laughs> start to answer that. But uh, okay, I wanted more. I wanted more. Let me a- let me answer. More. Let me answer. Yes. Let me ask it a different way. Is your wife growing spiritually through the teaching of God's word there? Yeah, according to her, yes. According to her, okay. And so, so it's not a dangerous place. It's okay if you stay there for a while. It's okay. Okay. But I have I have a calling. That uh, you yeah, got a. What do you mean you have a calling? To me. Well, I had um. A lot of uh, prophecies, uh, man of God, uh, and then I have I had a vision as well, not regarding the church, but uh, I wanted to really follow that calling and then grow spiritually. Okay. So I think your question is probably a little more complicated than a radio program can handle, um, because there's quite a few things that I hear that have we have to talk through. And so I think it's important in the church that you're in that isn't teaching false doctrine and isn't a dangerous that you've been attending there and your wife's a member there. I take it you just, did you just get married or how did, was she in a church and you didn't go to church? How did that happen that you didn't choose the church of your family for your family? We've been, uh, we've been, I mean, we've married a, Almost six years ago, and uh, okay, um, I've been going to that church not every Sunday, but uh, I, I I attend that church. You you, you guys should make an appointment with your pastor and talk through these things with a pastor, because a radio program isn't gonna isn't gonna help you because there's more to the story than what you're than what you're able to share, and. The, the following of a calling can happen in any church. So the, the idea that you have a special calling that can only be fulfilled at another church is a little concerning to me. Uh, number two, the, the idea that this is dividing you and your, your wife, that's a little concerning to me. Um, the fact that you're not in a, in a dangerous, uh, false-teaching church, but but you don't think you can fulfill your calling there, that's concerning to me. I mean, we can't, we don't have time to explore all those lines, but that's what I'm hearing you're saying. And the best thing to do is sit down with the pastor that's over your family right now and allow him to help you walk through this. Allow him to speak into your life. Allow him to speak into your wife's life so that you guys can pray and make a decision. I mean, that's, at the very least, you need to ask your wife to join you in daily prayer about where you guys should go to church. Okay. Because you guys want to be in the church that God has chosen for you, not that you have chosen. That's the best scenario. We often kind of put ourselves in the driver's seat, and we, we pick churches. And, and while God allows us to participate in that process for sure, we want to be in the place that God called us. We want to be in the place that he put us. And so to, after six years, sense a new calling that's only going to be available at another church, I mean— I would want to explore that with you and see what you mean by that so I could help you see what that calling might be. And uh, so why don't I do this? Why don't I just pray with you, and then you make a commitment to talk to your wife about praying every day, and then secondly, that you guys make an appointment with your pastor. Okay. Yeah, I can do, we can do that, yes. 
Okay, good. Lord, I pray for my friend Samuel as he is coming to a new season in his life and with some new challenges and some concerning things that are before him, Lord, a little bit of division in his family over where to go to church. And I pray you give him wisdom to lead lovingly and carefully, that he would love his wife as Christ loved the church, and, and that you would teach him and lead him of where you want him to fulfill your call upon his life. And I'm thankful that he has an ear to hear and a desire to know what your calling is, but I also pray you'd give him wisdom how to fulfill it, how to live it out, how to um, follow your lead without disintegrating his marriage uh, or without harming his wife and kids. Uh, And so, God, I know that there's an answer from you. Even if we don't know exactly what it is, it's to stay put until we wait for the clear answer. And so that's our desire, Lord, for my brother Samuel to stay put until he hears from you clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Call me back. God bless you. Let me know how it goes, Samuel. Okay, I will. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, 303-690-3000 is the number. Annette in Aurora, Colorado. Annette, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. This is Annette, and I'm calling from Colorado Family Life Center. And um, I have kind of a victory, um, like just uh, answered a prayer that we've seen an increase of single dads wanting to be involved in their new baby's lives. Oh, wow. And... um, and with that, a prayer request is that with the increase of dads wanting to come, we also need more godly men who yes. want to um, be involved to mentor these dads as they come. They can come biweekly for one-on-one classes from pregnancy until their child turns three. And so we don't have enough men currently to see all the dads that are calling, which is a great problem. But um, so it's kind of a prayer request praise. And if anybody's listening and they're interested in speaking truth into the lives of single dads, single moms, or couples from pregnancy to age three, um, what an exciting opportunity to speak truth and life into these young families who are embarking on their first child. And uh, so so I'm excited and also just like, I was like, after I talked to two dads this afternoon, I'm like, I've got to call and ask for prayer. How how can they get a hold of you guys to serve with you? Um, They can call uh, Colorado Family Life Center, the um, phone number. If they Google um, Colorado Family Life Center or free parenting classes in Aurora, we come up right away. Um, okay. I can give the phone number, but of course, nobody's usually prepared to write it down. But it's really easy to find online because there's not very many free parenting classes. And that's how a lot of these families are finding us. They're searching for help. Yeah, you come up number one, free classes, Colorado Family Life yep. Center. Yep, and that's, that's why great. we're getting a lot of calls um, because we do come up one. Because I think, one, it's free. And some of our young te- we're getting an increase in teens again. And I think, you know, the hospital classes are sometimes $70. And so we'll have people drive from further away because they can't afford the $70. And then they love being here. And we love serving them. And we've got great great volunteers. We just need more of them. We have opportunities to serve during the day or in the evening, um, not on the weekends. Um, So it's, and it's, people are, but, and the one thing I'll say, you have to be a believer to mentor clients, 
in we want people to be attempting to live a godly life because if we're going to encourage people to even if they're not safe we want to love them well but we want to be a good example they need a good example in their life and that's what we can be here to them in working with people every other week you build a relationship with them they love us no matter where they're at in life they see something's different and they feel the Holy Spirit move. And mm. if we ever forget to pray with somebody that has said that we can pray, sometimes they'll say, Hey, you didn't pray with me. <laughs> so really <laughs> cool opportunities. And it's really exciting to hear somebody say, Hey, don't forget to pray with me. Um, yes. That's pretty amazing. Yes. Okay. Well, let's do that. Father, we pray for the work and ministry of Colorado Family Life and we are asking God for you to to get him to 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 be in the midst of this epidemic of challenging situations with babies and with all the debate and all the things that are going around. I'm grateful for these young kids that are keeping their kids and they're keeping their babies, and yet they're doing so with very ill-equipped, unable, uh, fearful. Um, you know, it, it it reminds me of uh, when I found out, Lord, my my girlfriend was pregnant. It was a very scary moment, very challenging time. And and you're faithful, Lord. You're faithful. You're faithful to raise up women like Annette and her husband and the ministry team. And we just pray you would multiply those that have a heart, that not just would we be vocal, excuse me, verbal, not just that we would post what we believe and put it all on social media that that's the easier part but that rather we put our life and our time on the line to stand in the gap and mentor young families young men young women um, not only mentoring them in their parenting skills but demonstrating a very obvious presence of the agape love of you jesus flowing through our lives as we serve them and so we pray god for the single dads and we pray those numbers would increase um, and I pray along the way, as you increase the need, you would also increase the supply, uh, the provision. Mm-hmm. Um, as Pastor Chuck taught us, Lord, where you guide, you always provide. And I pray for that provision. Your word says that you would give us um, all, all that we need according to your riches. You'll provide all that we need according to your riches in Christ Jesus. And so we pray for that provision and that strength in Annette, in her new role, and the new uh, ministry that you've called her to through Colorado Family Life. So bless her and encourage her, and bless those young people. We pray for their salvation, God. We pray for their life change, that not only would, would, um, not only would uh, pregnancy be a life-changing moment, but it would also lead them to the greater life-changing moment of being born again. In Jesus' name, yes. amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. You know, Annette, I was just talking to Avant today. Uh, we were talking about our youthfulness um, and going back, you know, what, who we were. We were actually talking about this in our pastor's meeting, just praying for the men of our church. And and I remember, it, it, makes, it causes me to remember that uh, when, by the time I got saved at 23, although I already had a child at 18, um, by the time I was saved at 23, I was truly ill-equipped in every area of my life, uh, ill-equipped as a son, as a dad, as a husband, uh, as every role in society. And it made me think that God is able to equip a young man, to equip a young woman 
with the very skills that are needed to be a, a contributing part of society and that he can truly turn, turn a person around. He, he can take a Saul and make them a Paul. And that's a pretty powerful thing. It, it is, and I think about you a lot as a single dad, and I know that, you know, right now about 38% of our clients in, are, uh, are dads, whether they're coming single or as a couple, and um, that we've seen God change people's lives. And I think, and you would remember this, there's something sometimes that God uses this new baby, maybe not always an ideal situation, but they want what's better for their child than what they've had. And so they're in search for what can I do different? And sometimes it's what God uses to help people to turn their life around um, because they want it different. I'm telling you that having a child, even as scary as it was, as difficult as it was, really brought a dynamic to my life that I couldn't describe it back then. I would have denied it, you know, but uh, this sense of responsibility, this, it was even God turning something around in the precious birth of my son to alter my thinking. It it didn't alter my thinking all the way to being born again, but man, I I just remember at times, not, of course, not enough until I was saved, but at times just thinking that, man, I, this is some serious responsibility. Yeah. It just changes everything. Yes. And for women, like we've had young moms say, you know, well, they'd like to see their, you know, their boyfriend quit playing so many video games. It changes lots of things and people have to stop and think, what do I want? And also in these classes, people, we are getting an opportunity to learn how to have a plan so you don't shake your baby in those times that you maybe are sleep deprived or stressed or whatever. And so... There's just a lot of learning that goes on, a lot of support to these um, young moms. We have older moms, but everybody is a first-time parent. And it's, I think, a great opportunity to speak truth in people's lives and not shove it down their throat, but by example and loving people where they're at and offering to pray for them that we are seeing changes. And sometimes we don't always see it. We all know this on this side but then sometimes people come back and they're like, man, this or this. And you see, I have a girl that I saw as a teenager who was really being pushed to have an abortion. She chose life and she was told she'll never graduate high school. She not only graduated high school, but she just graduated from college and her daughter's <laughs> now seven. And so God is working in some of these people's lives. And sometimes we who are serving, we need to remember we don't always get to see the fruit of our labor, but God is working in it. We can trust that he will continue working when they're even outside of our doors. That's right. I just told the teachers, you know, we finished our ninth year at the academy uh, this this year. So we had the teachers uh, made us a breakfast this morning, and we all just kind of celebrated. And my parting words for this year were, Hey, you know what? We're we're planting the seeds and we may not see the crop, we may not see the fruit, but we know and we believe that what we sow is what we're going to reap and we're making a difference for the gospel of Jesus Christ even if we don't see the results right away. Yeah, and you did you prayed for something which was interesting um about my new position. I'm still in the same position because God did not open the doors for us to hire a new executive director. But (laughs) (laughs) um, 
it, God just didn't bring the right person, and okay. we don't want to compromise. And so um, on Friday, we're going to have a meeting with somebody to help. So, yeah, it's um, okay. if there's anybody passionate about families, we need good, solid, godly believers to be on the board. Uh, people can continue to pray for God, God to put the right person in the leadership role. I don't want to. I don't want to move to another position and compromise what God's done here. That's right. I know He's got the right person, and I'm okay where I'm at. Um, but so again, it's it's a it's a faith walk, it's a faith journey, and I don't know what God has in store. But for right now, I'm still exactly where I was, where I've been for nine okay, and a half well, years. So I will change my prayers for you. But maybe the Lord was being prophetic. Now, one more thing. I know that's Did why I thought guys... I have to address that because you you prayed for that, but. And I, I have to remind myself, God knows, and I just need to be patient on waiting for him for the right opportunity. And my prayer is that nobody in the meantime compromises what's important, That's right. integrity, integrity okay, in our so organization. Let, That's what I don't want. Let me show you one more story, because I think God, God wants to encourage people out there. When we were moving to Colorado, uh, we really felt mm-hmm. a strong call to Aurora. We really believed it was from, we were supposed to be in Aurora, and we committed to come to Aurora. That was the place. It seemed like everything was lining up, and then we got here, and there was already a Calvary Chapel starting here in Aurora, and I met with the pastor then, and we sat down, and and, uh, it was just, it was clear that Aurora didn't need two brand new Calvary Chapels at the same time, and so we ended up going down to Parker and starting a Bible study in Parker. And, um, but before that we flew back home and we had changed the direction, you know, since we, we had flown back to California to get the rest of our stuff and our pastor brought us up to the stage and he laid hands on us and he began to pray over us. And he said, you know, all the, uh, the things that he said, but I remember what he, I remember specifically, he says, you know, Lord, uh, bless Calvary Chapel Aurora, um, this, that you would just reach the city and, and those types of things. And I remember in my mind standing on the stage thinking, yeah, it's not Calvary Chapel Aurora any, anymore, Pastor Jeff. I forgot to tell you. Um, God, you know, in my mind, I'm, I'm talking in my head yeah. while he's praying. Um, and, and then just let it go, and I never told him, and I, I let it go. I just, it, it wasn't, thank you for praying, and I appreciate you. And, and we came, ended up starting something in Parker, um, and, and then within a few months, God moved the pieces around and rearranged things that that group that was meeting in Aurora the leadership was handed over to us, and that group began in December as Calvary Chapel Aurora. And so I share that because sometimes, even through the prayer of my pastor, like he doesn't know what's going on, he doesn't hear what's going on, but he was actually praying a very prophetic prayer yeah. that he didn't even know. So that's it's kind of a cool thing you picked up on that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to see what God does and what he has in store and I will try and remember to update you when when okay, when well, I know what it is. I look forward to hearing that Annette. God bless you. Okay, thank you. God bless you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. So that is how we're going to end our show today. I know for you guys on the East Coast, uh you're not familiar with Colorado Family Life, uh but we have been supporting them as a local pregnancy um really parenting class. Uh they're not a pregnancy center, they're a they're an organization that comes alongside teen parents uh, and anyone that needs help with free parenting classes and all sorts of help. So um, 
you have your own local pregnancy crisis centers. You have your own local uh, places to to support. But for us here in uh, in Colorado, uh, especially on this side of town in Aurora, uh, connect with Colorado Family Life. Uh, If you can give a day, you can give an hour. um, You can support. This is a passion of yours. Um, I know that you know if you're active on posting on Instagram, you're you're active on on social media, voicing your firm belief in pro-life. This is a great opportunity to back those words with action that will have a lasting eternal impact. Um, great stuff. So I'm sorry if you guys on hold. Call back tomorrow, Lord willing. We'll be back on the air. Uh, we'll be back on the air the same time. Uh, the numbers you want to jot them down is 303-690-3000. You can text me at 720-336-0897. And tonight, We'll be back in the book of Daniel. Last week, the junior hires took over. They did an amazing job under the leadership of Pastor Keegan and A.B. and and Zara. Man, you guys did an amazing job. We're so blessed as you served us, taught us the word, uh, led us in worship, greeted, ushered. You took over the church. But we're back into the book of Daniel tonight, studying verse by verse. Uh, Lord willing, we're going to finish the chapter as we gather together for worship for communion, for the gathering of the saints, uh, for the uh, time of Bible study and singing together. It's just, we need it. And we need it midweek. We need to be built up. We need to be strengthened. We we need to be um, given over to the love of God and gathering together in midweek. Come on out. Hampton and Tower, Southeast Aurora, Calvary Church. We'll see you then. 7 o'clock. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.